It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. The phones are open here. And, of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. Matt and Joa. And again, 603-283-6160. Joe and I were up early, early, early this morning. Uh, you and I left here at 6 in the morning today. Yeah. And that is uh, after you had gotten up even earlier because you live out in uh, Westmoreland. Right. And uh, the re- re- reason we were up so early is we had to travel out to Brentwood, New Hampshire, which is over on the seacoast. Sounds like a like fancy place. It probably is. Is that I, where rich people live? It's got that sound to it. I, Brentwood? I don't know. I, I'll tell you this. The main road that you you drive down is mostly industrial, so it's hard to really get a feel for the kind of people that live there, but it definitely has that sound to it. It did have like that weird, uh, expensive art on the walls. Oh, my God. This art. I don't know if we've talked about this before. <laughs> Uh, so we went to this courthouse. It's, Wait, uh, you're talking about inside a courthouse? Yeah, courthouse <laughs> yeah. art. Courthouse art. Some of the creepiest stuff. This is even creepier than the Manchester courthouse art. So let me let me give you a summary here of some of the worst, just most bizarre, creepy stuff. In the Manchester Superior Court, for years, they have had this tornado art where the Bill of Rights is getting whipped around and, like, sheets of the Bill of Rights are being, like, torn apart by a tornado. What? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's right there out for everybody to see. And it's been there for years in the Superior Court in Manchester. Jeez. So now go over to the... Uh, Rockingham? Rockingham, what is it? I guess it's a combo court. I think they have both Superior and District Courts so. in this building. Anyway, we're there for district court. Right outside of the district court doors, there is what would normally be like a wall with a bulletin board or something on it. But no, instead, there's a very large, wide piece of artwork that looks like it should be hanging up in Hannibal Lecter's personal gallery. I'm not joking. It looks like it's a... It looks like carved up human skin or something. Yeah, like Wild Bill decided to make this art piece. It's so creepy. I wish we'd... I don't know if anybody's ever photographed it. Well, I have video of it on my uh, you YouTube channel. Yeah. It's so creepy. And I, I think... That, bo- that really is... I was going to ask you, is this is this coming close to the Denver airport artwork? Because there's some weird Denver's weird definitely stuff full of symbolism. I mean, yeah. it's not... I wouldn't say it's like that. I, I don't know, you know, what if any symbolism might be included in this this artwork. It just looks completely out of place like you don't yeah. expect to see something like this in a courthouse yeah i've never seen like it honestly and it just seems it's it's more than bizarre it's creepy yeah and that's the best way i can describe it if you haven't seen it then you know if you haven't seen it check out joe's it, channel it's very fleshy that yeah yeah and it's like different yeah. tones of flesh oh yeah this of, of human skin yeah yeah yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. That asks me, you know, it makes me want to ask like who's in charge of courthouses <laughs> uh, the state yeah, but who was the one that like, made the call to hang which that? Which individual? We can do a records request. I don't know. That that would actually be fun. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting, though. It's like one of those things where they're just kind of hanging out there, the things that they're interested in, right? Like, we're going to destroy the Bill of Rights. We've made an actual diorama of the destruction of the Bill of Rights That's hanging bizarre. in the courthouse. And we take pieces of people's gonna, lives. Yeah. And so we've got a big piece of your skin That's up on That's a pound of flesh. Yeah, literally. 
More they're, than that. This thing's huge. <laughs> they're people collectors, right? right? Isn't that what they are? No, oh, is it a painting? No, it's like a sculpture. It's, it's like clay it's 3D. or something. It's oh. 3D, so it's not flat. This It's got d- depth to it. Mm-hmm. And there's, they're, they're like bolted in there. There's screws. I was taking a closer look at it today because I've only ever really kind of glanced at it and just been creeped out by it. I took a closer look at it, and it's like there's heavy-duty screws screwing these pieces together up there, and it's it's a heavy, looks like a heavy piece of art. Yeah, I found some really strange art in my time in really weird spots, but yeah. this was this is definitely very unusual. I didn't even think to look, even though I was looking at the art, I didn't even think to look to see if it said who the art, artist was or anything Yeah, like it was somewhere. some Arabic name. I can, I'll can i bring mm. it up, but it's no big deal. So we were there this morning uh, because a friend of, our, friend of the show, Skylar, uh, Skylar Bennett, he is a.k.a. Savage Truth 603, he was on trial for an event that happened... A year and a half ago uh, at this point, it was the end of 2020, if I recall correctly, when one night there was going to be a uh, a candlelight vigil was going to take place outside of the governor's house here in New Hampshire. This was part of a series of different protests that have been going on outside of the governor's house. So this had had been happening for weeks. Every week people were out there protesting on, you know, Saturday morning or whenever it was. And so this one was different because it was an evening protest, and they were going to do a candlelight vigil. And I wasn't able to make it because being in the evening, I'm on the air, so I, we were here doing the show. But Bill Domenico called in uh, while this was going down to announce what was happening. And what happened was they brought in close to maybe more than two dozen cops, including at least a dozen shock troops. So there were like your normal... Uh, outfitted with the hat and everything, brim, wide brim hat, kind of state troopers that were on scene, you know, six to eight cars of them, more than two per car or whatever. And then after the activists had arrived and been threatened by the state troopers that were already on the scene, plus they had some local cops as well, then they brought in another dozen shock troops. And these were guys that were, they were state troopers, but they were completely dressed like ready for battle you know, bringing in like the clubs and bringing in the zip ties Jeez. and they had uh, like t- reflective vests on, like completely different outfits. They had obviously staged off of the location and were ready at a moment's notice to they come had, in and crack They had a down. drone. Probably had more than one. Wouldn't surprise Probably. me. Uh, you weren't there, right? Uh, no, but I went to other events after that. Right. Yeah, they always had a drone at the ones that, that yeah. I was at. Yeah. So they come in and they threaten even harder. Now, just to go back a little bit, when the folks, the protests, I guess, vigilists, when the people attending the candlelight vigil had arrived, they were immediately threatened by the officers on the scene and told, you can't have your candlelight vigil because it would be standing still. And due to the new city ordinance or the new town ordinance that was passed, by the way, one of the town's selectmen is the brother of Chris Sununu, who is the governor of the state. Just by total coincidence. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no conflict of interest. Yeah, there. no nepotism Never. there or anything, favoritism. And so they passed this clearly, blatantly unconstitutional ordinance against so-called picketing. Now I don't have the ex- exact text in front of me right here, but it's actually text that had been passed and found as unconstitutional in other cities elsewhere, as I understand it. But they went ahead and did it anyway. Of course they did. You know, they're going to get away with it for a long time until somebody finally challenges it in court over mm-hmm. however many years. And now it's been a year and a half since this actually happened. And so they said, oh, nope, you can't stay here. You're picketing if you stay here. So you need to keep moving. 
You need to you need to have a little parade. You need to march. Right. You need, you need if you're going to stay in this neighborhood, you got to walk around. Is what they were told. And so, not wanting to get a ticket, the folks that were on the scene, and there were about nine nine people, ten I believe in total. Uh, I don't know. Is uh, Skyler counted as one of the new fields nine? I guess so. I, maybe he's one of the nine. Anyway, nine or ten folks. They start walking around uh, the neighborhood. And then when they're walking back by, they at one point, the one of the cops tells him, they ask him, hey, can we go up to the general store? Now, to get to the general store from the governor's house, there's a little footpath that goes up on the side of his house. And then you just walk down that, that footpath and then behind a little ways behind his house, you get to the, the local town general store. It's a small town. And so the officer tells them, yeah, you can go to the general store. And so as they're walking up the path to the general store, another cop shouts at them and tells them to stop and that they're going to get tickets because now they've been engaging in so-called picketing. They're dirtbags. Yeah. And while they're t- uh, ticketing them, they arrest Skyler for so-called disorderly conduct and criminal trespass as well. And their claim is they had already ticketed Skyler earlier in the night, told him to leave, and because he hadn't left... Then it's criminal trespass. So that's why he was in court today. From public property? Yeah, that's right. Well, he stepped off the footpath, supposedly then into the yard. In an unmarked area? Yeah, with no trespass. There's no trespass signs around or anything like that. Who was the complaining party besides the cops? Apparently the bitch that lives next door. And we'll get into it here and what happened in the trial today. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here to share your thoughts on whatever's on your mind. We're talking about the crackdown that happened 18 months ago now at this point. Crackdown on some folks that just wanted to have a peaceful candlelight vigil outside of the governor's house here in New Hampshire. Should be completely constitutionally protected activity. A candlelight vigil by its nature is a solemn quiet activity it doesn't even really involve like speech per se i mean you know there might be a speech given by a pastor or something like that but it's not going to be shouting or chanting or anything like that gunfire right shouldn't cops be pretty happy that protest is peaceful generally in the united states you would think but when it's peaceful they should be okay with that yeah um that's what you would think but no they came out in large numbers to respond to this candlelight vigil and they they admitted that in court today and joe and i were there to witness what uh, what happened we're going to give you more about what happened there today uh in the case of skyler aka savage truth 603 uh he's got a youtube channel although he's been his life has gone in a bit of a different direction after being targeted multiple times by local police for retaliation for doing his activism. That so, sucks. Uh, so he's been, he had to move to Manchester. He can't drive anymore or else he's going to go to prison because I presume that means that he's a, a habitual offender, as they call it, here in New Hampshire. So he had to get a ride to court today. Anyway, want to invite you also to uh, Bitcoin.com. Head over there and start learning about cryptocurrency like uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You can go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page to do that. Again, once again, that's Bitcoin.com. Great place to go and learn the basics about cryptocurrency like decentralization, why that's important to money. Some of the new concepts you really ought to get down before you decide to actually get in 
to the world of crypto. It's Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And don't forget, they've got a great news site as well over at news.bitcoin.com. So, Joey, you and I, we drove out early this morning, leaving Keene at 6, yep. so we could get there before the doors opened. They supposedly scheduled this trial to start at 8 a.m., which, of course... No trial no, no, ever no. starts. The judge wasn't awake early. yet. Yeah, uh, But that's when they wanted us to be there. And as uh, I think you pointed out, or somebody pointed out, if we were a half an hour late, yeah. then what happens? Well, we get contempt of court and thrown in jail for 30 days or something. Or they put a warrant out for your arrest. Warrant or out, yeah. One or, the, one or the other. And get arrested at the most the worst moment of your life because you know they prepare to get him, get him while he's picking up his kids at daycare. Sure. Or, yeah, it's always something like that, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so they were going after Skyler, aka Savage Truth six hundred three, with disorderly conduct, criminal trespass, and of course the so-called picketing ordinance violations. He was facing, I believe, two misdemeanor counts. I didn't find out if they were Class A or not, meaning that he could f- uh, face jail time for conviction on these. So I wasn't clear. I, on I that. would think that it would have been uh, Class B, just because they they would have taken a jury trial. Not always. In New Hampshire, you have the ability to do what they call a de novo trial, and that means in Latin, from the beginning. And that uh, allows you to get a second crack, basically, at a trial. So okay. if you're ever facing a misdemeanor Class A in New Hampshire, go ahead and take the bench trial. And then, if you get convicted at bench trial, you can then appeal de mm-hmm. novo. Okay, okay. And then it starts all over the conviction is basically, I don't know if you want to call it nullified, but it's essentially going to be replaced by whatever happens with in front of the jury. Right. So they start the case all over. They have to call all their witnesses again, which you've already seen, right? So you've already been through the trial. You already know what It gives know you kind witnesses. of an advantage. Yeah, it gives you a little head start. It yep. gives, kind of lets you know, you know the state strategy. Exactly. And then you just do it in front of a jury, and hopefully you'll have better results. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in New Hampshire, it is legal to talk about jury nullification in court. Unlike most places where they'll try to shut you yes, down. Yes, yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see if this was a class A or class B. But regardless, they came after him for basically being outside of the governor's house. And you asked before we went to the break, Joe, who was the victim in this case? The and neighbor. They brought the same whiny bitch neighbor out from a. She was at. There were nine people ticketed at this event. Skyler was the only guy arrested. So we've actually already seen like eight of the nine people right. go to trial for this. By the way. All eight of them found not guilty on the picketing charge. Hmm, good. Now, of course, the, Surprise. the judge in the case never said why she found them not guilty. So we don't know if the judge thinks that the ordinance is unconstitutional or just that the people didn't violate the wording of the ordinance. So we have no idea why they, they found them not guilty, but since they're not guilty, you don't get to appeal it. And so then the right. Supreme Court doesn't get to look at it. Very handy. And the ordinance stays in place. So... This is the guy that got arrested of this crew. So we've already been in there. We've already seen this this court in operation. We've basically seen this trial. In fact, it seemed shorter than the the previous trials. They it called the same seem, yeah. called the same witnesses. Um, the defense didn't put on any kind of case because the argument from his attorney, who's a free stater by the way, Dan Hines, did I thought a, a decent job in, in court today. But the argument from the attorney basically came down to look, the state didn't prove its case. Uh, there's certain elements of all of these so-called Absolutely. crimes that need to be proven by the state, and it failed uh, to prove its case. So they didn't need to call any witnesses. Well, one thing that really bugged me is that you got the the neighbor Karen, uh, and oh, yeah. uh, she she was like, "Oh, I heard people arguing." But like, you know, what if the cops are already giving you a ticket or about to arrest you? Yeah, you're gonna be heated. You're gonna be like, "No, I don't want to." You know, this is not happening. I don't. 
this is wrong and you're going to be all heated. And that's maybe what she heard because we didn't sure. really hear the timeline of those events. She didn't know. So she can't be complaining about noise and arguments because the cops are you know, harassing and destroying someone's uh, livelihood or taking away their freedom. She can't. They can't use that as like her as a complaining party for disorderly conduct. And she's totally in on this, by the way. In, in my opinion, she oh, is. I was going to ask that next. I was like, yeah. "Is this lady? How many protests happened at that place for Dozens. once? Probably constantly. Yeah. I wonder if it's just completely set up with her. Like, hey, Karen, <laughs> can yeah. you? She's the next door neighbor to Chris Sununu. She's, I mean, she's got to be like a part of the. the yeah. She's playing a role. He he went over to her. What happened was, and this is total speculation, but it makes complete sense, right? He went over to her and said, hey, look, Karen, or whatever her name was. It's something like that. It's Karen now. It's something like that. Uh, Forever. Hey, why don't you just call in the police whenever these guys show up? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know what he's, you know, what favor he did for her. I don't know. Because the reason why is Chris Sununu doesn't want to be on the stand. Right. Can't let him. Yeah, right. And she could just be a kiss-ass Jenner and just do yeah. it because... She ooh, likes him. You know, yeah. Or yeah, she gets to go swimming in his Googly pool in the yeah. summer. Maybe she's into him. Maybe <laughs> maybe they have a thing together. I yeah, don't maybe. Know. Um, he was at home working a lot. Yeah, and it's strange. Right. He sent his wife away at one point with the kids. Oh. They have a path between their homes that they sure. can walk to and from between each other. So uh, that she was the one who was complaining, but she couldn't, as uh, Dan Hines, the attorney, the defense attorney, pointed out, she was not able to identify who was making the noise. She admitted that she just heard some noise. So she didn't know that it was Skyler, specifically, who was the one that was being noisy. And Hines claims that in order for the state to get a conviction on, I believe it was the disorderly, that they have to have someone who's not a cop identify the person mm-hmm. who's the problem. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's true. I have not checked the uh, the statute, but Dan Hines tends to be a pretty good defense attorney, so I presume he's you know done his research there. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this this case shapes up as far as whether or not they're, uh, you know this judge is going to convict him. The good news is she did say she was going to take it under advisement, and normally that means that at least one of the charges is probably going to be a not guilty. And the obvious one is picketing, considering she hasn't convicted a single person yet of, uh, of picketing. I, I suspect she's going to continue in that that means possibly she doesn't I, want to cause a problem with the uh with the state right no she doesn't want that to get uh, she doesn't want it to be overturned yep uh there's more coming up here in moments we'll continue if you want to share your thoughts you can join us 603-283-6160 do you feel like your country no longer holds your values have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about courtroom shenanigans. Uh, there's another story here that gentlemen in the chat room on YouTube reminded me about. There was another person who was scheduled to go on trial today. Who? A gentleman named Brian. I... Uh, I don't. I didn't recall meeting him, but apparently we had met at some uh, one of the protests. There's been 
as I said to him, there's so many different protests. Uh, but nice guy. He had uh, gotten dressed up in a suit and tie and was ready to go to trial. Had was going to take it himself. Didn't have yeah. a, didn't have an attorney. Um, and he was out there bright and early, ready. You know, eight eight a.m. start time for his trial supposedly. And then he wasn't on the docket. And he's got the official notice from the court in his hand saying he's got trial today at 8 a.m. And so, of course, he goes up to the clerk's window and says, you know, what's going on here? I'm here for trial. You know, took my day off or whatever. Why why am I not going on trial? And I thought I thought maybe they silently dropped the ticket because it was, uh, you know, one of these picketing tickets. So he was the last guy to go for just just a picketing ticket. He actually wasn't. In the nine people that was arrested, he was arrested on a later date for so-called picketing. So he was a later arrest of uh, a picketing in front of the governor's house. And no, they hadn't dropped it. What happened was the prosecutor had filed a motion to continue, and they had sent it to an old address of his. So he had no idea, did not receive notice of this, even though he had updated the court with his new address. So the court clerk had his address. So he's, he asked him, how is it that this went to my old address when I updated the address? Well, I know how that is. They did it to me, too. I, when I got arrested on my birthday, I did have a change of address at the clerk's window. Mm-hmm. Nothing was coming in the mail. And I'm like, what is going on here? I'm not getting charged with anything right now, which is great. <laughs> but uh, then I had to go back and do a change of address and after I went a third time for whatever reason, and some lady was arguing at the window about her change of address, which I gave her the form, and they didn't like that, mm. that I gave her the form directly. And then I was like, they were asking me, what do I need What do I need here? And I was like, well, first I want to check if my change of address is still correct. And they, it, sure enough, it was. But, the, you know, I, I'm always so going to make sure. how come you weren't getting the notices? I don't know. They didn't do my change of address. Like so they you said put they it would. in, but they didn't actually put it in the system? They, here's the thing, guys. Get copies. You got I didn't. To. Yeah. I didn't get a copy when I was arrested that day. And yeah, you got to get a copy of me. everything you file. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it needs to be stamped. Whenever yes. you file something at court, this is why I always go down physically. If I if I'm in the area of a court, yes. I'll always go down there and hand them the whatever it is I need to file, and then I need I ask them give me a stamped copy of it so I know that y'all got this. That way you can't say, oh, we didn't get a filing, right? Because they do that crap. Oh yeah. So anyway, they told the guy. Oh, well, yeah, you did put uh, the change of address in with us, but you didn't put it in with the prosecutor. So the prosecutor was the one who sent him the copy of, because uh, whenever you file something, and whenever you file a motion in court, you have to file right. one with the other party and one with the court. And so who knew that when you change your address, you have to tell the person who's the prosecutor? I would have figured, and so did Brian, that, oh, you put in a notice with the court, done deal. You thought they were on the, the same team, know. right? Yeah, the prosecutor's there every day. I know. He is the court as well. Right. Right. They're literally paid by the same agency. So that's why he didn't get noticed that his trial was uh, was postponed. So we're going to have to go back to Brentwood. I don't know how many times I've been out to this damn courthouse at this point because we've been to every single trial. So, Joe, was there uh, other aspects of this trial that you thought we should we should mention as far as the... I guess we didn't really get into the questioning of the witnesses. Um, not so much. I mean, I liked how um, the Savage's lawyer was uh, kept on asking, uh, what's your definition of picketing? And he kept on getting uh, objected. Well, the first agent that was on the stand, the first state police right. agent, was able to answer the question for a little while before finally the state police 
uh, attorney mm-hmm. ad- objected and said, oh, well, this calls for a legal conclusion. And so then the judge jumped in and protected the witness from a- from answering any more questions yeah. about what the individual, the the state trooper, thought picketing was. Because he was, you know, just going off. He didn't know what the hell picketing was. He's like, oh, well, there's what the ordinance says, and then there's my interpretation of it. And, and then so finally it got stopped. And then he asked the same question of every other witness. And that was good for him to do that because I don't think they were trying to get legal determinations they're trying to see what the cops are acting on when it comes to picketing. So you have to know what the legal definitions are for you to act on anything when you go and try to you know, charge them with something. You have I, to have an understanding. You can't just like, oh, I think picketing is this. I think that you know? Dan Hines missed an opportunity with this. Yeah. And it may be because he's an officer of the court and he can only push the ball so far. Mm-hmm. The judge shut him down from asking this question of any other witness. And it's one of, one of, the, one of those relevant and interesting questions. And they use the excuse of, oh, well, you know, you, you can't ask for a legal conclusion from someone who's not a legal scholar. Okay. But every time a cop makes an arrest, aren't they coming to a legal conclusion that the statute is being broken? Uh, aren't they doing it every single time they put handcuffs on somebody? Mm-hmm. Now he can't ask that question, but if he's not allowed to ask what do you what's your definition of picketing, then maybe he could rephrase it as, Well, why did you arrest this person for picketing? And then that would have to give them they would have to then explain whatever their rationale is, whatever was going through their mind, and in that process they would likely answer the question of, well, he was picketing because he was blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But then that wouldn't be a question. I I don't think that phraseology of the question would uh would over would not sure. get, would be objectionable. I, uh, the, same way. the one other thing too that was uh, that happened is that the arresting officer wasn't there. Apparently, he fled Convenient. the country. Yeah, very interesting. I'm not even joking. Really? Well, he's well, on vacation or something. Doesn't like that. matter. <laughs> he's like, in Europe. This is the whole case right here. The arresting officer should be there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't know why you can't just motion to dismiss a case if the arresting officer isn't present. Like For the real? most relevant witness isn't here. Yeah. Case dismissed. So, you know, maybe... Uh, well, it's different if he's a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just went with... Uh, the, what, there was One of the officers pointed out during her testimony that the, I believe it was the arresting officer, refused to identify himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a policy violation. And that's what I was saying. I, I titled my video, uh, Cop Throws... Uh, cop Rats on uh, Another Cop. And that's exactly what she did. She threw another cop under the bus. He failed to identify it. She just admitted that he right. uh, he broke policy course, and can no be punishment. reprimanded for it. No, that's there, it. It's only yeah, a it's reprimand. A re- yeah, oh, and shame, it, shame. Well, it puts a file on their record and it builds up if they keep does doing it. Does it, though? It does, yeah. But does it actually have any effect? Not really. Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. These cops have to rape somebody to get taken off the force. No, I, I don't think that's always not. true. <laughs> yeah, they, they get away That's with rape. They rape lots of it. people and they'll get knocked off the force. Uh, yeah, but usually if they get fired from their job, it's almost always some sort of sexual thing. True. Like they, but then they just get end up the the smoke clears. And then they get rehired off, somewhere. And else. They get rehired somewhere yeah. else. That just usually on the road. that usually sounds like a political angle. While like the the sexual stuff is the reason why they get kicked off. It's political yes. angles. Uh, yeah. So that was the, that was the situation today. Uh, otherwise, I. 
We'll find out. I asked Skyler to reach out to me when the the order comes down from the judge as far as what the verdict is. So we'll definitely give you know keep you updated on that. Uh, Joe, you've already posted your video. This was uh, you couldn't live stream because the internet was crappy in the yeah. courthouse, but you did record video. I've also got video. I'm holding off on that just until I get the verdict because I always like to put if I you know it usually comes relatively quickly. So, right, right. So I'll put the the final version together. Yeah, I'll at do some an update point. on that too. But but um, I did post it today. Yeah, follow so. Joe's channel. It's breaking the flaw. You you can find him on Odyssey. You can go to our Odyssey channel over at video.freetalklive.com and then just type in the search box, Breaking the Flaw, and he'll come up there. And so if you want to see see the action from the courtroom today, uh, you can. Uh, my, my biggest disappointment today was that almost no one was there. It was me, you, and Bill Domenico that came out for this. Yeah, I, I think the best part of today was the, we didn't stand. Oh, of course not. And I didn't take my hat off. Nice. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> notice that. Well, the, the, the courtroom bailiff chews gum. Oh court. yeah! Are you kidding me? Oh, no. no, he's Remember like a cow. I sent, you, I sent you a video of that guy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Away. That's right. Chewing his gum. <laughs> yeah. Contempt Mouth of court open and everything. Like he'll just. <laughs> it was pathetic. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can join us six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We got video of a state rep losing her mind outside of a uh, abortion protest today. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can, uh, of course, take control of the airwaves here. You can also join us online. We have a social media platform. It is for free. You can go over there and use it, and it is not run by some big tech mega corporation, so you will not be censored for having an opinion that somebody doesn't like. In fact, we've already had people reporting one of the accounts on uh, the server for his, I would say, right-wing kind of leaning opinions. I wouldn't say the guy's a libertarian, but again, we don't require you to be a libertarian to join the server. He joined the server because he felt like it was a place where he wasn't going to be molested by the administrators, and indeed, we have rejected the people that have been complaining about him. And by the way, they're not coming from our server. It's people complaining from other Mastodon servers because all the Mastodons... (laughs) The Mastodons are all federated together, and I didn't realize this. I wish there was a way to turn it off, because honestly, I don't care what people on other servers think about our content. (laughs) I don't even want to be bothered by it, but it is kind of entertaining to read the whining uh, from the people, because there's nothing they can do about it except for complain, because we're not going to do anything. Uh, Social.freetalklive.com. Unless you're a spammer, in that case, you're not welcome, and that's why we did turn on the uh, sign-up approval process so it used to be just anybody that signed up was in and you could instantly post now it does have to go through an administrator and you do have to write something about why you're joining the server and that has kept the spammers completely out like we have we have managed i believe to stop completely uh the spam problem so if you haven't been to social.freetalklive.com or if you went and you saw some spam and you thought uh you know this isn't worth my time I think you're going to have a different experience now, so check it out at social.freetalklive.com. So, of course, the big news this week, which we certainly already covered in great detail, is the potential, the likely, at this point, overturning of Roe versus Wade. And you guys weren't here when we talked about that, so certainly would love to get your opinions on it. Um, but for those of you just tuning in, maybe you didn't hear the news, you've been under a rock this week. There was a leaked draft memo or a draft uh, a draft version of what is going to be a majority opinion. So that suggests that the Supreme Court has already voted on this question of overturning Roe mm. versus Wade. And then the majority of the Supreme Court agreed Roe versus Wade should be overturned. 
As usual, what happens is there's a majority opinion, a minority opinion, written by one of the the so-called justices. And so this was the majority opinion written by whichever one it was, Alito or something like that. And that's what came out. It's over 90 pages in length. So, you know, I don't know how much it's going to change between now and when it actually is officially released. But this was a leak. It came out earlier this week and people have been freaking out. Losing it. Ever since. It's just a clump of words. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) you got it i caught up i caught up uh so that happened and instantly instantly protesters were in the streets both sides uh people on the side of abortion or the right to choose were out in front of the supreme court and people against the right to to choose against abortion were out in front of the supreme court the protesters went out to state capitals. They went out right here in Keene, apparently. Aria came to uh, the show last night. She was driving in. She saw what she estimated was 40 people in downtown Keene at the Central Square, which is a large number for Central Square. That's a pretty big protest, 40 people, especially with less than 24 hours notice. So, Pro-against what was uh, uh, Pro-abortion. Pro-abortion. Yeah, and they, she said there was one counter-protester that was out there as well. So you got people protesting. You got counter-protesters. And, of course, the conservatives are grave dancing like, you know, they've de- defeated the liberals. I even seen people say online <laughs> that they think that now the Supreme Court's going to overturn all the gun laws. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't see any reason to believe that that's that's going to happen. Um, the the liberals now in Congress are talking about passing a law. They're going to put it up next week to enshrine a right to abortion all across the United States. So this thing ain't over yet. I mean, this thing is just it's just heating up. It's just stupid. Why do you say that? Because it's such a, like, everything's on a spectrum, okay? Every topic is on a spectrum, and you have so many people with so many different opinions. Nobody's really on everybody else's side, even when they think they are on everybody else's side. Mm. It's a spectrum, and especially this topic. I mean, there's hardcore gun dudes out there. That think AR-15 should be banned because they don't have any wood on them. Oh you know, my they're not, god! They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not real guns. Those are plastic. You know, with his NRA hat on. Yeah, with his NRA. Yeah, they're fuds. We call them fuds, right? So, uh, but this is the same way. There's as a huge spectrum, and I think especially on this topic, it's just so vast that there's so many different opinions on it, and everybody thinks that they're on the side of the opinion. Excuse me, that everybody else has. And they're just not, um, you know, the the real the real message here is that with Roe v. Wade going away, it becomes a state's rights issue, which it always should have been in the first place. Probably. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, states rights are more important than, than anything. Um, that said, from a moral, moral and ethical standpoint, not religious whatsoever and not screeching pink haired 700 pound communist in the street. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Ron Paul was talking about doing it. Ron Paul's a, not just a, you know, a legendary congressman that most of us love. He's he, a doctor. He's also a doctor, and he's not just OBGYN. a doctor, he's an OBGYN. Doctor. That's yeah. right. He's delivered thousands of babies, um, and he's a Christian. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't necessarily go into religious territory with his political beliefs, and he's always been good about not doing that. And the one thing he said about abortion was doing it when he was just doing his residency. He's a brand new doctor. He's just doing his residency. And uh, he saw an abortion performed, and they aborted a baby that um, he said it was crying and struggling, and they threw it in a pan and basically walked away until Mm. it stopped crying and struggling. So 
It, it, I don't know if people realize that sometimes when abortions are performed, a birth is given and the thing is alive. It's no longer a clump of cells. It's a living person at this point. So at what point is it murder? Is endangering a living thing to the point if it is, you know, causing something to become alive by retrieving it from its safe haven mm-hmm. and then dumping it, thereby but- killing it? Without reaching into the realm of murder, I think it's still unethical that you've taken a responsibility into your life and you shouldn't just be, you know, resolving this with some little surgery. No, you you uh, performed an act that caused you to get pregnant. You're carrying, uh, you know, I think it's a child. Maybe other people don't, but like you still have a burden, like this, you know, I want to say burden. That's a horrible way to say it. You have this, you know, this situation where you got to take care of something if it's living or not, if you want it or not, like it is there and it has a heartbeat. It can breathe when they abort it mm-hmm. and you really should take responsibility. Yeah. And I think it's just to walk away from a helpless thing that's dying is barbarism of the highest caliber. Yeah. But how are these elites going to get their adrenochrome? I don't think they're getting it for, they have to take, don't they have to get adrenochrome from a living person? That's probably why they're trying to make uh, fourth term abortions legal. <laughs> Okay, Anyways, guys. So, yeah, sorry. I mean, maybe all that's true. I don't want to really argue about that, but yeah. what should the government do about it? If anything? absolutely nothing, okay. they should shut up and walk away yeah. from everything. What could the but market do about it then? The market probably could probably come up with a, a limit as a, a spectrum mm-hmm. of interesting ideas. Well, it was a time where people went to churches for uh, welfare, per se, or, you know, needed help. Uh, in whatever which way, and if someone, you know, they economically or socially they can't take care of a baby, well, a church certainly could set up a, a system where, uh, you know, there's plenty of people out there that want babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, the, so, somebody we know is going through some CPS stuff right now, and uh, child protective services. Yeah, yeah, or whatever they call them here, DCYF, DCYF, scumbags. Yep. Basically, the the a position that was put forward by this by this victim, this family of victims, was that basically the Handmaid's Tale is coming true, but it's usually the left wingers who are accusing the right wingers of trying to create a Handmaid's Tale reality. When in fact, what's happening is you have left wing city folk who don't have any idea what it what country culture is like coming up here to the country and declaring the you know the lives of these country people to be unfit for parenthood taking their children and putting them up for adoption and the kids end up in a city family just to clarify the handmaid's tale is a television show now it It is it was a a book by it was a book by margaret atwood and And it's uh, about yeah, and it, What's it about? It, it's about a religious cult that seems very right wing and conservative. And they take over the United States government, and then they basically press all childbearing women into indentured servitude, slavery, sex slavery, sex slavery mm-hmm. where they are required because society's dying because uh, there's all, all of the women are barren. Mm. Um, but uh, so they they have all these the men in society who are a part of this religious cult be the ones to sire children with these slaves that each family has taken into their house. Okay. So uh, basically, they're 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 taking babies from people. But you know now they're now I, I was going to reach into this article here, but uh, they're now using algorithm algorithms to determine if the state should take kids. 
kids from their parents. Let's talk about that coming up. Plus, uh, news from the COVID-19 revealing data coming out from Pfizer that's relating to having children and taking a vaccine. How's that? What do their data actually say about that? Well, that's been revealed. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You're invited. If you want to join us, the number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian, Matt, and Joa. Uh, we were just getting into the issue of uh, the Roe versus Wade overturning thing that started a conversation that led to a discussion about what we're going to get into here, which is. Uh, Joe, you've got a story yes. about algorithmic dis- decision-making when it comes to stealing kids from people. Because we ended yeah. up talking about our friend Jay Noon, who is a uh, former co-host. who He's being targeted by the what they call them, the DCYF here in New Hampshire, Department of Children, Youth, Families, or something like that. Division of Division, Youth and Family. Right. They want to divide children and families. <laughs> right. Their job. And so uh, you've got a story, Joe, about how this isn't even a human-made decision now, apparently. There's software for this. Yeah, uh, according to uh, the free, freethoughtproject.com, uh, and I already said the title, Algorithms Being Used to Determine If the State Should Take Kids from Their Parents. Um, let me, and they give their own opinion. You can imagine what that's like. But I'll read the uh, AP report. So from Los Angeles to Colorado and throughout Oregon, uh, a child welfare agent, uh, as child welfare agencies use or consider tools similar to the one in uh, Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. an Associated Press review has identified a number of concerns about the technology, including questions about its reliability and its potential to harden racial disparity in the child welfare system. Related issues have already torpedoed some jurisdiction, jurisdictions plans to use predictive models such as the tool notably dropped by the state of Illinois. According to the new research from a Carnegie... Notably dropped, meaning that there was some controversy, I presume, in Illinois stopped using this? I I guess so here. Mm, Uh, Okay. And uh, according to the new research from a Carnegie um, Mellon Mellon, uh, University team attained exclusively by AP... Uh, Allegheny's algorithm in its first years of operation showed a pattern of flagging a disappropriate 
disproportionate. I can't say the word. Disproportionate. Just, yeah, disproportionate. A uh, number of uh, black children for mandatory neglect investigation when compared huh. with white children. The independent researchers who received data from the county also found that the social workers disagreed with the risk scores the algorithm produced about one third of the time. So, mm-hmm. one, how much it, you want to bet that this algorithm takes into factor a uh, large factor the income levels of the people? Yeah, it's a, it's it's rich people versus poor people. Mm-hmm. They're taking poor people's babies and giving them to rich yep. people. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's the Handmaid's Tale thing again. That's mm-hmm. just the taking average people's kids away and giving them to rich, affluent, powerful types. And I think this is a, a desperate move for like DCYF and whatever other name agencies they call you themselves. You mean using a software? Yeah, using software because they, like you, you hear on the news in New Hampshire, there's, oh, there's uh, DCYF is understaffed. Well, no, they're not. They're, They're not overstaffed enough. by one. Yeah, mm. that's that's the thing. And so, if they can't fill these positions because nobody wants to steal children from families, great. Yeah, I know, amazing. That'd be great. Uh, but because they can't fill these positions, now they got to find other tools like algorithms and that sort of thing. Well, the algorithm makes people. it convenient, right? Because then you don't then you don't get to blame anyone. Then yeah. it's just. Hey, I was just doing what the computer told me to do. Mm-hmm. I, we don't. I didn't talk to this family. Right. We don't know yeah, why this computer said we need to take their kids. And I don't think DCYF people have qualified immunity. No, they don't. Really? Yeah, they do not. They don't take an oath of office. Huh? So yeah. it could be presumed that it would be a lot harder to sue an algorithm. It sure would than to sue a a, a meat puppet in a in a. Corolla that pulls up onto your property and wants to make off with your kids. I think this is another reason why people should get off social media. What uh, do you mean? Well, if they're using algorithms, mm-hmm. they're not they're not you know flying a drone over your house. They're they're looking into your social media. That's true. Yeah, they're ingesting your data into a system. They yeah. may also be flying a drone over your house. That's yeah, I know, too. but that's not that's not <laughs> algorithms unless the AI has gotten totally out of control. <laughs> Give it five years. So what they're saying in this story is. This was run out of Illinois due to it being revealed and whatever controversy came up as a result of the fact that people found out that they were using this, but yet other states are adopting it. It's spreading. Yes. Um, it, yeah, they're, they're using all these excuses. It's, it's a kind of a long article, so to kind of like go through all this and yep. fine-tune it, but uh, generally uh, what they were doing is, yeah, they're running an algorithm, but even the algorithm wasn't that great, so like... A of third not. of these cases that were coming up, they were they even DCYF was rejecting them. Wow! So, but you know, it re- I mean, I can imagine how many new cases they got of this that they would never have discovered without this. You know, and who knows? Maybe they the kids play with Nerf guns and water bombs, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, Nerf uh, gun and bomb bombs yep. is is showing up on their algorithm. Yep. You know, it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a legitimate concern, and it is definitely a. a like a consistent push of government to use more robots, to use more automation, to use more algorithm, uh, algorithmic decision making, and and that sort of thing, and it is not a good trend. See, they, they'll use the excuse like, uh, "Oh, we got robot cops now. We don't have to ever worry about cops ever getting killed on duty." So there's going to sure. be robot cops everywhere. That's they're working on it. Yeah, they've already got the dogs. They got the robot dogs. That's right. Yeah. They're freakish. They used them in Hawaii. There's a lot of people saying, oh, China, robot dogs, China. It already happened in Hawaii like a year or two ago. 
what they, they do using, in Hawaii. They were using them for the exact same purpose, which was to use them for COVID-19 enforcement. <laughs> they had this dog going around, and the claim was, oh, we can't send our officers out there. It's too dangerous. So we just had this dog with a loudspeaker on it, and then an operator behind the scenes, you know, barking orders at people to go inside. You can't be out right now. Exact same thing they're using them for in China, in Shanghai, today. Someone uh, should hack them so that these robot dogs attack their owners that'd be awesome <laughs> i mean it is a wireless signal that's going to them right. how hard could it be so yeah it's probably easier than you think uh even better could they be hacked and used as bitcoin miners <laughs> oh i like this idea <laughs> <laughs> mobile bitcoin and instead of going around barking orders of people they go around promoting cryptocurrency over the loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, I like the same thing. <laughs> uh, so that's that story. And then in other uh, news related to young people, and in this case, uh, children and, and babies, you've got the Pfizer data that they were trying to hold back since, like for 70 years or whatever. Remember yeah. they were saying they weren't going to reveal it until late in the century. And then some court decided that, no, no, you have to reveal it now. And so they've been coming out with some chunk of data every month so they're not doing it all in one fell swoop they're doing i don't know it's like a 10,000 or 100,000 pages it's a lot every single month that's that's yes. coming out so it's a lot for whoever it is that's doing this uh, something to look like 50,000 pages just, a month why can't they just dump a file they don't have to go through the whole thing before they dump it well i don't know it was what the judge ordered so it's going to take them like most of a year to come out with all the data but it's it's a lot of data every month that's coming out and according to a excerpt here at uh, Twitter account Frank Capone at Frank underscore Cap one underscore B O E, he's got some uh, excerpts from a PDF that are ostensibly from this Pfizer paperwork, fifty thousand pages of it. And here they say in section four point six, there are no or limited amount of data from the use of COVID nineteen mRNA vaccine, and then a bunch of letters and numbers identifying the vaccine. Animal reproductive toxicity studies have not been completed. This vaccine, this mRNA vaccine, is not recommended during pregnancy. Mm. Further, with regard to breastfeeding, they say it is unknown whether the vaccine is excreted in human milk and a risk to newborn slash infants cannot be excluded. The mRNA vaccine for COVID-19 should not be used during breastfeeding. Well, guess what? People have already been taking this vaccine while breastfeeding, while, uh, while pregnant. And we've already seen examples of... People are having problems. People are having complications. Uh, I, 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 can't, having complications. I can't shed a tear over that. I can't bring myself to be sad about that. Yeah, you did this to your child. You did it to yourself. You did it to your kids. I can't be sad about that one bit. I'm happy for everybody, actually. And according to the Children's Health Defense, this is a bombshell. So, and You got more? Yeah, the, the, there's more info on this. All right, we'll get into it. Coming up here, uh, the number is 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in? You're welcome to join us. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. Whether you want to weigh in on the situation with uh, DCYF stealing people's children to give them to richer people, because that seems to be the plot, seems to be what's going on, 
Uh, or you want to comment on the latest Pfizer vaccine revelations that, of course, a lot of people aren't surprised by. Those of who have been paying attention, the conspiracy theorists on this were completely correct. And now Pfizer's own data is bearing that out. They've released another 50,000 pages, of course, so there's a lot in there for whoever it is that can read this stuff to actually go through. But initial uh, revealings are, well, again, not a big surprise. Turns out Pfizer is saying, right in their own paperwork, we don't recommend you use the mRNA vaccine while you're pregnant or while you're breastfeeding. But how many thousands of Americans, tens of thousands of uh, pregnant women and breastfeeding women did just that because and not the doctor that it, told them to. Not that it matters because they made themselves uh, free from prosecution on this anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All vaccine manufacturers are completely mm-hmm. immune from any kind of lawsuits. So, yeah. How that didn't, when that news came out, that should have thrown all kinds of red flags for anybody who would go ahead and get that DNA. That, that, uh, They're just that, they were that scared, Matt. They were so afraid they would do anything anyone told them to do. Well, hey, the number one product, the uh, number one selling product of all time was the shot, was the vaccine. Really? Where did you get that um, from? I don't, I just know. Uh, hmm. Moderna, I've, I've heard it several times, but Moderna. Uh, I mean, most people didn't even pay for it, idea? right? It was just the government, the government that paid for it. Well, that, still makes, that still makes wow. it best selling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they made $22 billion last year or something wow. like that. Moderna. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to share a little bit more information, Joe, yeah. I think, from this Pfizer So, yeah, the, the child's health def- uh, defense was calling it a bombshell. And uh, they continue to say, uh, or the general counsel, Mary Holland, says, at least now we know why the FDA and Pfizer wanted to keep this data under wraps for 75 years. Mm-hmm. These findings should be put an immediate end to the Pfizer COVID vaccines. The potential potential for serious harm is clear, and those injuries by the vaccines are prohibited from suing Pfizer for damages. That's what we're saying. Um, yep. But while while it's important, and uh, this is not a quote, but while it's important to point out that the correlation uh, does not equal causation, similar adverse events have flooded the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's uh, CDC uh, vaccine adverse event reporting system. Fares, which is what we uh, heard a lot about in in recent months, where people are voluntarily reporting yes. uh, people in healthcare, like nurses or whatever, they're reporting situations with people having adverse reactions to the vaccine, or at least what they presume to be. Because again, correlation is not causation, but it sure is interesting that a lot of people have been having blood clots mm-hmm. more so than normal. But you know, we were told by officials not to be concerned with this data if we mm-hmm. compared it to previous data. The recommendations to ignore it becomes utterly asinine, uh, since the, the emergency use authorization of the COVID jabs in December of 2020, there have been 150 percent more reported adverse events for a single vaccine than than, than ever. I think right? than they ever been reported. Yeah. yeah, yep. It's pretty crazy stuff. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us. Let's talk to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. You can also bring up anything you want. That's what Sarah always does. That's what she's uh, going to do right now. So go ahead, Sarah. I just I wanted to bring up that the last time we had the red light cameras here, half the people here, um, they just tore up the ticket and just ignored it, and uh, they just told. I know, but I mean, where else in this whole world? I mean, that you just tear up a city citation and think put it in the garbage and just think that it doesn't exist. 
And um, so I'm, I'm just curious uh, what is going to, what's going to be the consequences to enforce these camera tickets? That's what I'm wondering. Well, the reason why you know, you're wondering it, that is because you want people to pay consequences. You said good earlier in response to what Joe has said, uh, or you you acknowledged it in a positive way, but I don't think you really understood what he was saying. It, Joey, you were saying it was a good thing that people tore these tickets up. Yeah, let me let me just break down a, like a moral uh, thing to you. Do you think it's okay that your neighbor watches every moment of your life when you leave and come to your house and maybe you just you know you stepped in the road just too long and now they call the authorities to get you a ticket and now you're going to get a jaywalking charge you think that's okay you get a jaywalking charge every other day when you leave your house well the thing about the, 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 the difference between like a pedestrian making a mistake if they get hit by a car they they're the one that get killed if a car makes a mistake, they go out and kill somebody else. Uh, they kill the pedestrian, and they live. Okay, I guess we're talking that's, about apples yeah, and oranges here. She didn't answer about, your question. No, she isn't, because you're, you're bringing up, like, a car accident with death. I'm talking about, like, a, a victimless crime like that they call crimes, like running a red light or something. But you jaywalking is the same thing. But, like, imagine someone being right outside your house and doing this every day to you. You know, this is, like, or a private company or your, or your neighbor. Like... These... Well, the thing about it is, that why, why do you say it's a victimless crime? There's plenty of victims caused by red but like violators and speeders. <laughs> who plenty is okay? Tell me, tell way. me who the victim is. Well, there was a Travis lady, and one of the brothers got killed. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no, coming down the street. Why? No. Why are you making things up? No, There's no, because I guarantee you, they didn't speeders. get charged for a red light cam when they killed somebody. Okay, they they got charged for killing somebody. When, if you were to drive through a red light cam, you didn't hit anybody, and you get a ticket in the mail, whatever, who was the victim? Who there did was, you hurt? There, there was no victim. That's the okay, moral story. Okay, at that time, but when they do hit somebody, when they do, then it's, uh, everybody gets killed, get their neck and the red light cams didn't matter. The then the red light cams didn't matter then. And then they're just going to get a different charge. It's going to be vehicular, but, but you, vehicular you manslaughter. It does not matter. Think about it. Because the red light cam did not stop them. It did not stop them from hitting someone and killing them. So the red light cam does not matter in this scenario. Can we bring up a scenario where the red light cams do matter and there is a victim? You can't. I would love for you to try. She believes that... I'm going to try to argue her point for her here. She, She believes that the existence of red light cameras will make it so people drive more cautiously and therefore fewer accidents. That's correct. It's It's more preventative. Yeah, I mean, there's going but to the be evidence never bared that out, Sarah. When the red light cameras existed in your city before and they were removed, the one of the reasons why cities removed red light cameras is because the numbers showed that accidents actually went up, that people actually took different risks. So instead of well, going all the way through the intersection on a yellow, they would slam on their brakes to avoid the two hundred dollar ticket or whatever, and put themselves in greater jeopardy of being rear-ended by whoever it was that was behind them. And Sarah, let me tell you something real quick. Uh, I'm from Rhode Island, right? And in Providence, we put records requests in to see how many public officials had gone through red light cams or went through the speed mm-hmm. cams. And guess what? They will not give us a response to that. <laughs> the reason why is because... They're dropping those tickets. Yeah, because there's no victim. And you know they work with the same company. They're in bed with the same company, Red Flex. Mm-hmm. It's, I, think, I think that's from your state, by the way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, you know I found my tricks around Red Flex. 
Let's put it that. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. The good old boys are getting a pass, and everybody else is getting a ticket. Thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. There's more coming up. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, a state representative freaks out outside the state house. We got the audio from the video of this lady just losing her mind. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture with over 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program since the 1970s. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the beginnings of the radio program that brought the fictional town of Lake Wobegon to life. I simply go out and talk uh, through a section, improvising, and uh, and it's and it's uh, it's educational. It's very instructive. I don't know that any other writers work in this same way, but it's a beautiful advantage to um, to, to to be able to go from the laptop and the screen, and two days later, you're standing in front of 500 people, and you are improvising your way through that same passage, and you get a response from the audience that you were hoping for. They believe you. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, comes out April 11th. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. 603-283-6160. Coming up, video of, uh, well, we'll play the audio track, of a state representative losing her mind today outside a uh, abortion protest happening right outside the state house front doors here in New Hampshire. And uh, there's a little bit of history with this state rep. We'll get into what all that is coming up here with you in the studio tonight, though. It's Ian, Matt, and Joa. Don't forget, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where I want to thank uh, Ron Dinian for being a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon, which you can join over at amps.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to help us Get Free Talk Live onto more great radio stations around the country. We've got over 190 wonderful affiliate radio stations today, and we can have more. It just takes some time. It takes some effort and it takes a little bit of money. So we appreciate those of you helping out like Ron over there at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones first, though. we got Tom in Tennessee uh, listening to WGOW in Chattanooga. Go ahead, Tom. Do we have Tom? Tom in Tennessee? Going once. Tom in Tennessee going twice. Not sure what happened to his cell phone. Maybe he's in a bad cell. We'll put him on hold. And in the meantime, try Major Payne calling from Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Hey, Ian. Yes, you hear me all right? Gotcha. Take it off. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I, you guys were talking about the child snatching with the government and whatnot. Yep. I got a couple of tales about that. Almost 30 years ago, my wife, I we just gotten divorced, and... Uh, 
she absconded with the children and went down to Fairview, living in a trailer with some scumbag. Anyway, you know, the kids only had like one pair of socks. My boy had to wash the socks out every night for my little girl. But uh, the social workers got called on him. Turns out that this broad that they called had had her children taken away from her. And she's making calls on everybody else. What? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No no BS. This is 30 years ago. Oh, well, 25 maybe. But, uh. So she was snitching on other parents? Well, I don't know who snitched on who or how they came down. But, yeah, the the woman that was in charge of taking away people's children Mm -hmm. had had her own children removed. Oh, I see. Okay, and uh, now the next generation, my daughter, she took her kid in for uh, the youngest one, little Rosie. She took her into the hospital for some damn thing, and uh, I guess they gave her a blood test, and they found THC in her system. I don't know if it was Mm. second oak or or what, but uh, she ended up having to leave the state and abscond to Arizona because the the Department of Social Services was going to snatch all of her kids. That's nuts. They went after our friend Jay Noon for that, too. Uh, they, that was the first encounter they mm-hmm. had with DCYF, is somehow they found out that his wife had allegedly used marijuana during pregnancy. And Major Payne, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but you don't sound like a stockbroker from New York City. Um, no, sir. You're, you sound like a pretty a blue-collar, all-American kind of dude from uh, the country. I'm a carpenter. You're a carpenter. So do you think uh, these people who are largely flatlanders and lowlanders, they're they're going and, you know, they think it's okay to take uh, other people's kids because they don't agree with their lifestyle and the kids end up getting delivered to city people or richer people, other places, is uh, what's going on? No, I don't think it's right to be able to take anyone's children. Right. Yeah, what I, it doesn't doesn't make sense though. It seems like they're they're it's a, basically a child trafficking operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah, live different yeah, well, you know different ways. They yeah. have different beliefs, and one side seems to have a lot more power in this yeah. area than others. Right. But the DCYF people are aren't from around here. These are yeah. they're city people, college educated city people coming up to farm country and making judgments about. The, cultural situations they don't even understand yeah the, the lady before. that was threatening jay noon's family looked like she was a butch dyke oh yeah that's like straight out of the me. city yep they, you know they well, these city people at, they see a free-range pig and they want to steal your kids mm-hmm. look at the southern border they can't get enough of these babies what do you, what do you mean by that well how porous the border is there, there there's all kinds of human trafficking going on across that border mm-hmm. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number is 603-283-6160. Speaking of babies, people are freaking out on both sides. Political uh, spectrum, lefties, righties, they're out in the streets. They're out at state houses. They're protesting. Apparently, they were uh, so scary at the uh, Supreme Court that the government built a fence around the Supreme, like a big giant metal fence, gated fence, uh, to keep the protesters away. Uh, from both sides. People are having conflicts. The police are coming out, etc. And earlier today, apparently, one of the state representatives here in New Hampshire, Susan DeLemus, a name that if you've listened to the show in the last several months, you've heard before uh, on Free Talk Live. And that's because her name came up during the independence events that happened here when New Hampshire was looking at a uh, passing, the state house was looking at 
uh, the question of whether they should pass a ballot measure that would allow the people to vote Absolutely. on New Hampshire declaring peaceful independence from the United States. This woman was on the committee that heard that thing. Now, we were there. Joe, were you you there for that? I right? was there. Yeah. yeah, so all three of us, we were there that, that night. Uh, and if you stayed till the very end, this woman gave a speech at the very end. And she stood up and she said, oh, I love the free state. I'm paraphrasing, right? She said, oh, I think free staters are great and I'm with you. I just want you to know that I'm with you. And she had made a promise to Alu Axelman from the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence that she was going to vote for this bill. And then she didn't. In fact, it got 21 to 0 or something. It was to completely shut out by the committee. So she did not vote for the We bill. remember this. We the will committee. remember her yeah. for this. Um, and then... Uh, one of the independence supporting reps contacted her privately and said, Susan, what's going on? You said that you were going to do this. Now, of course, it's not uncommon for a politician to say one thing and do another thing, so we shouldn't be surprised. But, right. but this woman is the wife of a guy named Jerry DeLemus. And if you paid attention to the Bundy Ranch situation from I don't know, 2013 now, almost a decade it's ago. It's been a while. Uh, Jer- Jerry DeLemus was a New Hampshire guy who went all the way out to the Bundy Ranch to stand with those folks. And then when the feds, of course, they didn't arrest anybody at the ranch. They came after them later once they were alone in right. their homes and they went and they arrested them. He was one of the few. It might have been the only one that took a plea deal. And his plea deal was five years in prison. Ouch. He must be really feeling an ouch because all the people that went to trial got found not guilty mm-hmm. in those cases. So he got screwed big time. And I mean, you want to talk about a woman that has a reason to have a huge chip on her shoulder about the federal government? This lady is it. She should be it. But no, she voted against the independence bill. She had voted against people being able to uh, make a decision about independence. And then she did it again on the state house floor. After she had apologized to one of the other state reps saying, oh, I was, I'm sorry for what I did in the committee. I'll get it right this time. I'll get it right when this comes to the state house floor. Nope. She lied again. And now she's losing her mind outside the state house. Here's what happened today. That's her. So, so I take it she's got post-abortion regret herself? Looks that way. Looks that way. I think, um, I think she went and had abortion right after that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She uh, turned in and go to the state house, but you've got what looks like some number of several dozen, if not a hundred uh, protesters. It's hard to really see. The camera doesn't pan over, but a large cacophony of noise coming from the protesters there. And she is just losing her mind. And this doesn't help anybody, you know, like yeah. getting this angry. Even if you do feel so strongly about this issue, you're not going to persuade uh, anyone by getting this upset. Uh, But nonetheless, I just thought it was an interesting little clip. We'll continue here in moments. The number 603-283-6160. Maybe maybe you've been at one of these protests and you've seen some some freakouts. You want to talk about that? I appreciate her passion. I do, but, you know, that's not how you're going to win people over. Yeah, if only she had passion for individual uh, liberty. There's more coming up here in moments. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. We are back with more Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us here. The number 
603-283-6160. Ian, Matt, and Joa in the studio tonight. You can bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160. We're talking about people freaking out, uh, specifically a state representative here in New Hampshire. Her name's Susan DeLemus. Losing her mind in front of a group of uh, protesters outside of the state house today, uh, where she screamed at them that she's a murderer. Now she points her finger and she says, "You're a murderer! You're a murderer! You're a murderer!" And then she says, "I'm, I'm a, a murderer. murderer," and admits that she apparently at some point uh, went through an abortion procedure. Well, if that's really true, then why don't you like i don't know lock yourself away or something except what exactly does she want to happen to these women exactly this is a question that a it lot sounds of them- like she's trying to protect women from making bad decisions that she made and that's a moral judgment of hers that she's trying to foist upon the rest of society projecting but the reality is you cannot protect people from making that decision Correct. even if you criminalize it because they will continue to seek out the procedure mm-hmm. even if it means having to leave the state and go and get it somewhere else or if it means going underground to a black market uh, doctor, an underground abortion clinic or something like that, and having it done in a, you know, potentially dangerous circumstance, right? Because if it's if you get black market abortions, they're going to be as dangerous as black market drugs and mm-hmm. black market other things that, you know, prostitution or whatever, where you're going to get a, a disease or, you know, the, bringing the black market into any product or service inevitably makes it a high risk activity. Just because you're dealing with criminals mm-hmm. in order to be able to get it. So I always like to ask the people that want to prohibit these things, what do you want to see happen to these folks? Do you want to do you want to put these women in jail? You just called them a murderer, right? Like murderers generally go to prison. And then usually when you ask them that question, they'll back down and they'll say, oh, well, no, 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 no. Well, 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 well we should punish the doctors. The right. doctors should go to jail or have their licenses revoked or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and now they're talking about... Uh you know the the one meme I found funny in this whole thing is the uh, the leftists are coming out promoting horse horse pills horse pills yeah, horse as, as a as yeah. a you know a, 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 a you know a makeshift abortion aid. Oh yeah, oh, the hypocrisy God. on both sides is just incredible. So clear for those of us who are outside of this whole conflict to look at. Of course, they don't see it. Right, you got the leftists, as you're saying, embracing horse medicine now after criticizing people on the right for doing the same thing during COVID. You've got the leftists who are saying they're back to saying my body, my choice, which they'd abandoned completely during COVID because they were then you know wanting to force vaccines on people. But now, of course, the right wing's done the opposite. During COVID, the right wingers embraced my body, my choice, and were acting like they'd seen the light on that particular issue. We knew that wasn't the case, and now once again, the right wingers are saying, no, no. Your body, our choice. We get to tell you what to do. Right. So well, I think the solution here is a uh, brave new world and we grow babies in labs. So you can't say my body, my choice. Yeah. But then what do you do about all the people with uh, the ability to make babies? Do you force? They wear yellow coats. <laughs> yeah. They wear doctors uh, jackets. and they. <laughs> I mean, do you want to force sterilize people or no, I mean, incentivize no. that somehow? I, I think, uh, like I've always said about abortion and it's very limited opinion is that if you don't like something that they're doing, you could convince them out of it. I mean, you can't persuasion. For, persuasion. persuasion. You can't. You can't force anyone to do anything. You know, it I, gets really ugly if you do. I think, like personally, I think abortion's wrong. Like, I don't think people should be doing it. And you know, you've taking on uh, this responsibility into your body, and you should probably fulfill this responsibility. You took a risk. You have to take take control of your consequences. But 
just just to reject that consequence on a on a whim and thinking you're going to get surgery is going to solve the problem. No, you're going to either you're going to have further health problems. All stuff. I mean, we can break it down all day, but mm-hmm. uh, the reality is is that no, I don't think there could ever be a law saying that people shouldn't be able to do it. This is the difference between the libertarian viewpoint on abortion and everybody else. Everybody else wants to use the state to mandate something or other. They either want to force, if they're on the left, they want to force the uh, the taxpayers to pay for abortions, even if they're morally opposed to them. And then if you're on the right, this woman's up here saying you're a murderer. That suggests that she wants to put these people in prison. Right. Right. So you get this insane viewpoint of, okay, well, let's go lock up the people who do things that we disagree with. And I understand their argument as well. It's a person, so therefore homicide laws should apply. There's an article that Louisiana's uh, likely going to treat abortion as homicide. Wow. Which suggests that if you're going to lock the doctor up, then the woman's got to be an accessory to murder. That's what I love, like, uh, all these outside, uh, you know, political parties. They all called libertarians like a cult. But look what you guys, like, especially on the abortion issue... Look at the left and the right. They're wicked cultists mm-hmm. when it comes to abortion. I wonder how many of these screeching harpies really care about my body, my choice. I think they're just taking a popular side. Yeah. I don't think they really care. I think what I think what Free Talk Live does constantly is all we're doing here is documenting a society with zero principles. That's right. Yeah. Let's go to the phones here. A bad Slave is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. I, I just, you know, Susan DeLumis and Jerry, her husband, uh, I, are very uh, conservative, I'd say Christian type of people. Never would have guessed. Her, to hear her screaming like that is, is just very kind of sad to me. Uh, I think that there is an actual pretty simple solution to the unwanted pregnancy arrangement. I think that the, what they call a morning after pill, I think it's uh, codenamed uh, RU486 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what that does to the, uh, the pregnancy is, it blocks the uterus from accepting uh, the egg, so okay. uh, which which is kind of a normal thing to occur on on a pretty high percentage basis. You're saying the fertilized you know, egg never makes it into the uh, the uterus. It never implants. Okay, for, for what I know, is it's and, uh, this and, pill and, is high potassium. Out. It gets flushed out with the next. Uh, you know, uh, uh, cycle and it forces uh, a cycle is what it does. I'm sure there are conservatives out there that consider that to be murder too. Yeah. But it, but it's, you know, the fact is, is that the, you know, the body and, uh, the, the egg itself, you know, end up choosing that result quite regularly. And, uh, and, you know, so, so if you take a pill, if you have that as an over-the-counter option, then you know it. It just the whole thing just kind of you know disappears into 
you know the past and yeah no i get what you're, i get what you're saying and that is available out there for folks that want it. it's been around for what a couple decades two or three decades or something sure. like that thank you bad slate for the call uh the number is 603-283-6160 but again there's a bunch of these you know people that are in the halls of power that like this delimus who will say i, I just presume she would say that that's also murder Right, because you're you're stopping. You are stopping God. You are stopping the process uh, from occurring. Even though, as he points out, it could happen naturally. You're incentivizing it to happen. So therefore, you're a murderer. That's just what that's what these people believe. And I don't want to live in a place that is so insane. And luckily, New Hampshire does not appear to be one of the most insane states. In fact, it doesn't have a whole lot of regulations on abortion at this time. Surprisingly, even Chris Sununu. Uh, the governor came out and made a statement that he is not supporting any further regulations on abortion. There was something that they passed, I think, a few months ago that I believe was some sort of a late-term restriction. I think it was like over 24 weeks, if I recall correctly. That was an executive order, right? No, no. Oh. That was – no. Um, oh, yeah. That has to go through the legislature, and it okay. did. Um, so, of course, the left the leftists are upset about it, but – all things considered, I think New 24 Hampshire. weeks is the age, like the new accepted age of survivability. Okay. Uh, so that's what, I don't know. I didn't read the, the legislation. I just, I've seen people talking about it in the it's, last It's pretty of common. It, like it was a big deal because it was New Hampshire, but I think most states have that a similar. I'm not sure. I, I haven't looked closely at the map, but I went to the Planned Parenthood website where they have one of those, you know, infographic maps with different colors on the different states. And New Hampshire is one of the lightest shades of red. So it's like deep red is the most restrictive. And then there's, you know, light pink or whatever. There's no near to no restrictions or no restrictions. New Hampshire doesn't have no restrictions, but it's still in that same category of no restriction. It's the, the restrictions in New Hampshire are so light. Planned Parenthood considers it a essentially a free state for uh, for abortion. So New Hampshire is kind of a, a mixed bag. It's It's got these people like Susan DeLimas, um, but on a lot of issues, she's good. I mean, she's pro-freedom in a lot of ways. It's just a lot of these so-called liberty reps aren't really libertarians. They're just conservatives that agree with us on economic issues. Right. And when it Linos. Comes, yeah. And when it comes to, let's say, the war on drugs or when it comes to your bodily freedom and bodily autonomy, when it comes to abortion, they certainly don't sound like libertarians at all. Uh, There's more coming up here. If you want to join us, 603-283-6160. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. Hour 3 next. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us right here. We kick off the third hour. Phones are open at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian, Matt, and Joa. And you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. You can download archives of the show there. Just click them, download them, enjoy. They go back for many years for free at freetalklive.com. We're going to go right back into your phone calls and thoughts, but... We are uh, once again talking about the Roe versus Wade uh, potential, likely, it seems, reversal of that coming from the Supreme Court. We don't know when that's going to happen because what everybody is all up in a tissy about this week is a draft uh, majority opinion. So that suggests that this has already been voted on by the Supreme Court and they're just 
finalizing their paperwork or whatever, and then eventually they'll release it publicly. But it's been leaked, so now everybody kind of knows what's coming, and protests have started. They're all over the place, state capitals, uh, in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Even maybe in your local city. We have one here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire yesterday. Apparently, at least 40 people uh, came out to it in less than 24 hours' notice. So we're going to continue with your calls and thoughts. And, of course, the real good thing out of this uh, is that it's going to hopefully divide people in the United States even further. And hopefully it will result in more people migrating physically to be in places where they fit better. Mm, like That's you know, a good, good point. Yeah, if you if you like the idea of abortion... And you're living in Texas, you might want to start to plan to leave. Because according to the story here at TheAtlantic.com that was published uh, recently about this, they say that, uh, according to this story here, they, they think the divide between red and blue states on abortion rights will become starker if the Supreme Court follows through on overturning Roe. Nearly half the states already have laws in place that would restrict or ban abortion once that happens. So those laws, you know, they're there. Many of them are there since prior to Roe versus Wade. They've never been taken off the books. And so once Roe versus Wade gets overturned, then states are in charge again. And so therefore those laws are uh, in effect. It says here, many Americans know that Texas is banned on abortion after about six weeks gestation. But last year, the state legislature passed and Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill that would ban all abortions in the state. 30 days after the Supreme Court overturns Roe, with no exceptions for rape, incest, or all but the most severe health complications. That means abortion could be prohibited in the nation's second largest state sometime this summer. Maybe what they're trying to do is secretly get rid of the Californians that have been migrating to Texas. <laughs> could, could very well be. And, uh, you know, to that end, I hope they're successful. And I hope California is successful in getting rid of the conservatives and having them move to Texas and Absolutely. Florida or whatever. Uh, let's go to Duncan. He's in Missouri listening to, uh, in Lebanon. Go ahead, Duncan. Hey, so, guys, I, I think America has lost its moral compass, in my opinion. You know, the pregnancy is not the problem. It's, un, in a lot of cases, it's unmarried folks having sex, and they can't deal with the consequences in what I would consider a rational way. You know, they're just uh, they're killing a life. Mm. Why would you want to? Uh, would you want to force those people to have a baby? Well, I would hope that they would understand that. You know, I'm I'm everything. I I try to live my life from a biblical perspective, and that's that's pretty tough. But when you have sex out of wedlock, um, I think it that's God's way to keep married people together. After they have a fight, they have sex, and they they save their marriage. But we have a lot of people that are just having sex um, to, you know, fulfill their feelings or whatever, whatever they're into. And when they have a pregnancy, they just do away with that. And there's, there's just huge consequences uh, from that, those actions of having sex out of wedlock. Sure. I mean, one of the consequences of having sex uh, in general can be having babies and actually going through with it and then having a child that you don't want and possibly having them become abused as a result of that in, in a family that is not loving and is not welcoming. And that, that, that happens, too. A lot of kids happen on accident. And, uh, you know, are, are you, so, again, you didn't really answer my question. Though. Are you saying that these people should somehow be prohibited from having out of wedlock sex? No, I'm saying that, 
you're not we're, we're not going to be able to regulate that. Okay. It just seems right. like we have lost our path. Um, it's it's acceptable in our future for anything goes, and with with anything goes, then murdering unborn unborn children is acceptable. Now, murder a is a pretty harsh lives. word, right? Like murder suggests it's premeditated. You know, that's first degree murder typically. Yep. Um, yep. That's where I'm going. Are you that's saying exactly that, what... that those people who uh, have an abortion in your mind are committing murder and therefore should go to prison or be executed? So they are, whether um, they realize that or not. Like a mental um, prison, you're saying? Well, you know, if if it's outlawed in Missouri, then it's a mute point. You know, then it, they're not. Well, but I'm have asking to go what you support. I I understand people get in a people don't like the frying pan. Um, people don't like to, you know. I think us as taxpayers paying for children in general, is wrong to be born, you know, with uh, the Medicaid. And, you know, I had five small children, and, you know, we drove really crappy vehicles. But wait, I wait, just want to clarify, you're saying you think it's wrong for taxpayers to fund other people having babies? Because I agree with I you. I do. I agree with you. I don't and think you tax- should support abortion. Right, because... And if- I, that's just it. I don't agree that we should support abortion and... Um, I think we're going well, to... Hold on, gonna, I want to clarify something. I don't think you should be forced to pay for people having babies, and I don't think you should be forced to pay for abortion either. I don't think anyone should be forced to pay for the medical choices and consequences that befall other individuals. You know, I'd like to make a point on this, is that you should be encouraging the left to support abortion because they'll just depopulate themselves, and we will not have to worry about the left anymore. Well, but the problem is the divorce rate in the church, we have we've dwarfed to the world. I, I'm saying a true believer is going to have a distinction in their mind between murder and not murder. I mean, to me, it's just I don't even I don't even understand the, the that concept, you know, but I'm 53. I'm not a teenager. But the concept of abortion the concept of um, okay. there's a lot of things. You didn't I don't address understand. what Joe has said. I don't know. Maybe you didn't understand his his question. I think the point he was making was that if abortion is legal and relatively easy to access, then you will likely have your political opponents using it more often than your friends. And then right? they'll cease but, to exist eventually. It's not to me. Abortion is not a political weapon, and I think the right, in a lot of sense, is using it to to feed their people red meat. Abortion is wrong. I don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal. I mean, but you understand mind. that if you outlaw abortion and the let's say the prohibition is successful. Of course, we know here on Free Talk Live that it won't be. It just it drives the uh, the action underground. It makes it more dangerous, makes it much more risky, more expensive. But let's just say it was successful and you managed to stop abortions from happening. Well, people are going to keep having sex and they're going to keep having these unintended pregnancies. And now you're going to force them to have these children. It's going to put more people on welfare. It's going to put you know put more babies out there in the hands of, of mothers and fathers who don't want them. And then they're going to get. Then they are going to maybe they're going to grow up to be liberals themselves. And then they're going to be you know voting against you. So why would you want that? The funny thing of it is, with all the people that I know that want children and can't have children, 
but the red tape involved in trying to adopt children and the costs involved and the legal system mm-hmm. that we've entailed, I think all of these unwanted pregnancies, I think there's room for all of these unborn. And I think it's a, tra- a tragedy that they, they aren't on planet Earth today, you know, well, Duncan, I will agree with you that uh, it is way too hard, from what I understand, from people who've tried to adopt children. It's way too costly, way too difficult, and so that definitely does need to change. I, I don't want him to get all preachy, but the Bible talks about marriage as intercourse. They don't talk about how it's a ceremony and that sort of thing. They literally talk, oh, they were married, as in they had intercourse. Thank you, Duncan, for the call tonight. I do appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate you calling and sharing with us. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up in... Less than two months, Fork Fest is just around the corner. And by the way, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which comes before Fork Fest, is basically sold out. They've sold over 3,000 tickets this year. And That's uh, nuts. Yeah, they originally had intended only to sell 2,500 because that was how many they sold last year and they considered it a sold out packed park. But they're packing in another 500 people. Uh, so it's going to be tight. Uh, if you want a little bit of a looser environment, a little uh, less packed, more come on fun. out to Fork Fest. Uh, some would say more fun. Depends on your definition of fun. But uh, Fork Fest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost at all and no one is in charge. And that means there's no centralized schedule or anything like that. So you kind of got to figure out what's going on. You got to talk to people. Yeah. You got to get around and it's meet folks. It's a word folks. of mouth for sure. Yeah, and uh, you can go to ForkFest.Party. You can learn more and get connected with many of the attendees there through the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms. These are all unofficial chats and websites. There's no official anything with ForkFest because, again, it is decentralized. There's no board of directors. There's no organizer except for each individual. So you get to organize yourself. You organize your own campsite. You want to put something on. Maybe you want to cook for people or host karaoke or a poker game or whatever. Uh, you got to make it happen. So it's more for the self-starters. But if you just want to come chill out with other freedom-loving folks, you can do that, too. I, I organized a little swim, and everyone's like coming up to me like, hey, I heard you're the organizer of Fork Fest. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Which, that was super fun, by the way. Yeah. That's funny. I was, I, I was looking through my phone trying to delete stuff the other day because I was running out of memory, and I found pictures and like video of yeah though that was super fun where was it like a local lake or something oh, you guys no go? what is that place uh that was uh upper falls upper falls yeah it's like these natural rock formations it's mm. beautiful like oh, wow. tucked yeah. back in the woods but um i mean it's a very popular place there's lots of cars parked along the roads and stuff around there that's cool but you know you can jump off of these really high rocks into these deep swimming holes oh, it's wow. super fun i was referred to Derek j's video from the previous year so two years ago now uh or three years ago, i don't remember but uh yeah, I saw his video. I'm like, we need to find this place. So, Oh, he went to the same spot. Yeah, oh, okay, previously. Cool. So yep. check it out. Forkfest.party and uh, schedule. Oh, I didn't tell you the dates. June 27th through July 3rd. That is the the dates this year. You can attend the whole thing or a part, a part of the thing. If you come on the weekend, keep in mind there are other people in the park who attend for the fireworks. So there's Forkfest goes on all week, and then the fireworks are sort of the culmination of the event on the weekend. People come in from all around the region uh, for yeah. this fireworks show because it's absolutely amazing. So things get busier. You want to make sure you lock down your campsite, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground June 27th through July 3rd. We'll look forward to seeing you out there and celebrate Independence Day with uh, Free Talk Live and some other freedom-loving folks there at Forkfest. 
dot party. Let's go to the phones. Edward's calling from out there. You're on Free Talk Live, Edward. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hey, what's on your mind? So, uh, yeah, I basically, uh, I'm, I've always been a huge Free Talk Live fan for at least since 2011. and have And have turned many people onto the show. I've amplified for over four years up until the Crypto 6 deal. So Appreciate I'm it. a huge fan. If I ever needed to know how to start a radio show or to do anything, I absolutely would reach out to Ian at Free Talk Live and sales. I'd reach out to Mark, Free Talk Live, and Mark's a legend. And all, I've, I've loved all of your... All of your hosts who've, who've come throughout the years. All right, but and, why were you calling tonight? Uh, so so that's your specialty. Your specialty is in radio, and my specialty is being outside. I've been outside my whole year, my, my whole life. I was born okay. in the 70s. I've, uh, I know what so I know what the soil's like. I know what bugs are in there. I know what the sky's like. I know the planes that are up there. So, so, t- so. Just, just getting my credibility out of the way, I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the weather and that the weather has changed the last 30 years. Hmm. That That's not an overstatement by, by any means. So the weather is changing, and the reason it's changing is because intentional climate modification by these geoscientists and geoengineers all throughout the NATO countries, and they're doing it and getting paid through defense research project analysis, DARPA. So that's my start. Um, if, if anybody wants to wants to jump in really quick, so um, you're, you're talking about you're, you're, what you're what you're saying is uh, chemtrails are real. I'm not even I'm no. not even mentioning terms. I'm not mentioning anything. I'm using I always use their terms. Their, ter- exactly. their term is in- intentional climate modification. How are they, they doing they it? Have, though? Um, well, you guys that that's one of the that's one of the ways is uh, barium strontium and aluminum and these different things, but They've got cloud making machines, which which are on rivers um, down in Alabama. They've got 150,000 acres um, on these rivers, uh, and there's a whole marketplace. Cloud making well. machines, yeah, well, super impressive. Well, look, machines in in Boston. Okay, you've heard of the um, uh, what's the name of the uh, casino there? Uh, no Encore, clue. Encore. Right next to Encore, there's a place called Rain for Rent. As in, sure. they will create clouds so that it rains, and you could, I guess, hire them to make it rain on Encore. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, this is a thing, ahead, and sorry. they have they're all over the country. But there's there are uh, companies out there, aviation companies that do the spraying. Now they don't ever use the term chemtrail. Chemtrail is the conspiracy theory term, but they do use the term geoengineering, cloud seeding weather modification these are things that they actually do and they admit it uh there's there's corporations out there that actually do oh, it's, it. it's out of the bag now this this thing this is no secret they're they're front and center with all this stuff right i think now. bill gates was a big uh promoter of that too didn't hasn't bill gates come out and said that that's something that uh, we should be looking into or something and he probably knows full well that it's been going on for 25 years or 100 percent, he knows it's been going on for over 20 years a lot of this stuff started once nato because they had access to get all because it has to be run through the military and military funding plus clearance all these guys have clearance everybody from the pilots down to the people who load the planes the chemicals um i mean i've watched the, these guys ted talk i've watched these guys so i'm so i'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable ju- just in the subject of that this is an industry it's a massive industry and as much as fauci runs the uh infectious disease and all the funding through that 
you better believe there's a disease through controlling the weather. You can go back to LBJ, to Kennedy, all these things, because they started patenting all this stuff back in the 40s and 50s. Through sure, the military, I mean, there's so. no secret about cloud seeding. That's, that's old this isn't technology. Cloud, this isn't like just cloud seeding, though. This isn't spraying go, yeah. silver, silver iodine or whatever into the atmosphere. Well, that's the rain. thing. Like People, we know cloud seeding is a real thing, but I don't know if there's any evidence for this barium or aluminum or whatever. There's been people saying that stuff for, for years, but there's no, never been any proof of it. That, that's, what, that's where, not do you, true where do you want to get proof from, though, Ian? How could you get the proof of it? Collect well, the rain. The, the first person who ever got proof of this, correct me, caller, if I'm wrong, but the first person I ever saw bring forth proof was a high school uh, chemistry teacher who went out and collected a rain sample sample right after she saw it. Right after there's uh, been, heavy, been heavy spray day. G. Edward Griffin, uh, in his in his documentary in 2016, gets with many scientists in there. They go to Mount Shasta, and it's over 70,000 tons of what uh, sh- what man should ingest in aluminum and all these different things. And this is from Mount Shasta out in California. Yeah, and the, the, um, the high school chemistry go to teacher. Weather. I was com, just, just really quick, go to weather.com or go to a weather channel or anywhere you can get an upcoming forecast of weather. And you can type in Athens, Greece. Melbourne, Australia. You could type in any anything, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it's going to say. If, if you want to, I don't know if you want to keep me. It's fine if you don't. Yeah, hang but, on, uh, Edward. I just, you know, I'm a pretty big skeptic on this one. I've seen a lot of crazy people see looking up in the sky, saying, "Oh my God, it's chemtrails!" And they believe that every single contrail in the sky is a chemtrail. And I'm sorry, I, I think it's ridiculous paranoia. There's more coming up at 603-283-6160. That's not to say there haven't been things that have happened. More coming. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. You can bring up anything you want. And we got a guy on the line who is talking about geoengineering. And the conspiracy, of course, name for that is Chemtrails. Uh, I've been a long time skeptic on this one. People have been calling about this for as long as we've been on the air, basically for like the last decade and a half. And there's a lot of really great, um, information online. A lot of, a lot of claims are being made. A lot of supposed evidence. Uh, the website I really like to go to, to debunk a lot of these claims is called contrailscience.com. I highly recommend it. Contrailscience.com. They get into the actual science of how, uh contrails work but that aside there are people who do want to do some of the things that you're talking about i don't remember the guy's name but the last time this came up uh we pulled up this essay from some guy he wrote a book i don't remember if he was with the world economic forum or whoever he was but one of these guys with connections to to governments or he's like a an academic or whatever he had the idea of blocking out the sun and i think joe you pulled something up about that during the break about this plan to spray aluminum filings or something in the air to supposedly block the sunlight out right so let's talk about all kinds of things let's talk about diamond dust and yeah those people are real. They really are out there. Edward is also out there, and that's where he said he's calling from tonight. I wanted to uh, to bring you back. So it's not to say there aren't people that have plans like this and that there may not have been ex- – I'm not going to say there haven't been experiments 
Um, for instance, I lived in Florida. There was a thing called malathion that they sprayed. It was uh, like supposedly to deal with mosquitoes. Of course, it failed. Um, but it actually was you know, pretty clear they were spraying this stuff, right? Like, there wasn't no conspiracy theory. It, if you were out at the right time, you saw it happening and it, it got on stuff, right? Like, it was, you could see it on people's cars and things like that. So, mm. there's no doubt about it. But uh, with a lot of this stuff, there's a lot of doubt about it because it's ultimately just a bunch of paranoid kooks uh, looking up hey at the now. sky, looking hey up now. at the sky and saying, "Oh my God, it's chemicals! They're poisoning us!" They now, look, they literally look up there every time they look at the sky. They believe they're looking at poison, but yet they don't walk around with a gas mask hey, on. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Ian, the the thing is, when I can see blue skies ahead of me, and then planes start fly but flying above me, and then hours later the sun is completely blocked out, you can say that's my imagination you won't you won't convince Ian like that you're not going to convince him ian is a guy you know ian and i fight about have fought about this topic before he's a hardcore skeptic and you have to know something about ian that's good he stays inside and stares at a screen all day (laughs) i've got to be like three tones darker than him yeah and you know i i I too edward i too am a guy who spent his entire childhood and a good portion of his adolescence and teenage years standing laying on his back looking at the sky learning all about planes and then something was just different and i'll never forget the day i noticed it was different yes so and i'm not an idiot and uh i know what contrails look like they're nice and puffy and white and they disappear no more than 45 seconds after the plane drives by it it is true that's absolutely not true about contrails telling you contrails stay longer depending on the atmospheric conditions that that is true too so you can stretch it out to two minutes what they don't do some can last for hours what they don't do no, they yes, do they no, not. No way. No, they don't. This is old, settled science, so, Ed- Edward. Uh, okay, okay. But aside from the spraying and all that stuff, did you guys make it to weather.com or Weather Channel or anything like it, like that and check out some upcoming forecasts? Yeah, I, I so, did about two hours ago. So, weather.com definitely So you can look at Sydney, Dublin, Ireland. My favorite is, is Honolulu or places uh, like San Diego, places that never get clouds. So look at an upcoming forecast, and you're going to see – Mostly cloudy, partly cloudy. You're going to see AM showers. You're, you're, but what you're not going to see hard, and definitely not back to back. If you see a back to back, it's that's going to be a rarity of sunny, no clouds. And clouds or clouds used to serve a purpose back when we were growing up. Clouds were made of water vapor, and they're there for a purpose because there's water vapor in the air. If it gets to be too much, it can't hold it. That's what rain is. So these, so these, they've, they've. Um, Taking science, and now if if you look at these uh, clouds that just hover, they hover because they're heavy. They're not made to move. Plus, clouds, if you put metallics into the air, you can steer it through magnetism. So all this stuff has been, like like I said, all this stuff is out. It's out on the table. They've known. And when David Keith has given his TED Talk in 2006, he has lots of tells in there. Was that the guy that wrote the book about the geoengineering stuff? He's got a he's got a paper at Harvard called the case for climate engineering. Yeah. The case for climate engineering. Um, yeah, I think Caldera this is the guy is that uh, maybe you had called about it before, but this sure. this is the guy that uh, that did a TED talk. He's been he's even criticized by people on the left um, because he, so he's by the way he's not like taken seriously even by a lot of people on the left because they're basically saying. 
this guy is trying to he's not solving the root of the problem you know from the left side of the perspective climate change is happening due to all these reasons right like cars or whatever Capitalism. yeah and so they're saying this guy's just trying to cover it up by lowering the temperature of the earth through covering up the sun so even they are against it i mean this dude's got a lot of opposition for what he's his saying. job is for narrative. He, he was job was to put the Bill Gates narrative out there in 06. And I'm saying Gates, this is all these, these climate modelers in the, in the 90s who saw where the money was coming from. A lot of them switched fields. They were in different fields. A lot of them were in, let's say, vaccines or different things where the money came in. And they switched to this climate uh, modeling. So just to clarify, you believe that uh, this geoengineering is done for weather modification purposes. You're not one of the chemtrails believers who believes that it's done for mind control uh, or, uh, let's see, poisoning. This has to do with money. So at the end of the year, it's going to be about yearly average temperature. Uh, CO2 is completely off the table now. That's why when you look at in articles now, you rarely see about uh, carbon and CO2 and these things. That's, that's, that's yesterday's and news. And clarify now, something for me, Edward, uh, when it sure. comes to this plot, because this is a big plot, right? Like you're, Are you saying they're out there va- basically industry. every single day all over the United States spraying these chemicals? Days are different. Days are different, but there's going to be something going on, whether it's in, in the horizon. If you see that wispy white out there, there's no wispy white in, in true nature. There's no wispy white. Wispy, wispy white is coming from man. There are, there um, are such things as, in, in my experience with chemtrails, what they turn into, they, they don't turn out wispy white. They have like a brownish, grayish, gross. See, you can't even get the chemtrail believers scum. to say the same thing. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> it's, climate modifi- Ian, it's climate modification. It's, okay, whatever you want to call it, man. You, you believe they're th- spraying aluminum and other uh, metals and things like that. But they are. So how many thousands of pilots are involved in this conspiracy? All the ones with the clearance to do it. So well, I'll you're tell just you, telling me I, I'm I'm make believing that these guys are up there and that I can't th- I can't see the sun you know, two or three hours later, man. I mean, I've been a free talk. So lot. there's I, so I many guys, pilots so, out there that are involved in this conspiracy, and not a single one has come out to say that they have done. It's this. easy to get paid. Do things without after getting paid. They don't they don't speak a word of it ever. Again. It's easy to get paid, and it's also to easy to shut your mouth when you're getting paid great money and they'll yeah, tell you they kill you if you defy them can i can i read this thing from, from the security clearance please do this is from mit technology review on techno technology review.com uh, and it says where did this idea come from it's not particularly a new idea in 1965 president lyndon johnson's science advisory committee warned it might be necessary to increase the reflectivity of the earth to offset rising greenhouse gas emissions uh, you know, they have all these different excuses. There's actually three different kinds of excuses. One, to manipulate the weather, which most people is what they think it's for. The other is to reduce carbon. Uh, and then uh, another one is, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something environmental, right? So it's not like they're trying to poison us. They're, they're not attacking us. But it is quite interesting that when my friend has been doing samples for, you know, 10 years, and every time it's a high chemtrail day, even when it wasn't chemtrail days, she was doing rain samples and sending it into the lab and finding that was there was high Is this the same barrel. one that believes the CIA planted Bitcoin in, two, in like 1999? Yes. <laughs> She's got no credibility. Uh, thank you for the call, Edward. I appreciate hearing from you. And there's a lot of, a lot of claims out there when it comes to uh, chemtrails. Again, uh, I'm not going to spend hours trying to debunk them all, but if you want to spend time reading on this, I recommend ContrailScience.com. They'll explain what sublimation is and why that's a huge factor as to why it is. Some of these uh, contrails last longer than others. Uh, More coming up here in moments. It's it's basic science. Uh, More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, you've got Ian, Matt, and Joa. And whether it is talking about the Roe versus Wade situation or just randomly calling in about chemtrails, uh, certainly you're welcome to do it. And I'm definitely outnumbered in the studio here tonight. I, both Matt and Joa are tr- apparently true believers. And, d- now, don't don't you marginalize us by <laughs> saying true believers. Don't clump me in with everything that goes on with it because there's well, a yeah, lot of crazy. Say, you did say you didn't believe that it was for poisoning people. Or for mind control. Well, that right? would be that would be like who the knows? theorizing. Who knows what it's about? Yeah. It's certainly they do have barium and aluminum. Yeah, there's barium. There's a ton of barium in whatever they're spraying, and a ton there's of no aluminum. evidence for it beyond some yes, high school is. teacher. Who oh took my god, a high school chemistry alleged. teacher is an actual scientist who turned in <laughs> her samples to an actual lab and got back actual results. What more and do you want? There's a chance she screwed up her collection. Oh my god, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. I don't do, know. Do you what want the, the government come out? And I tell guarantee you? you, there's a counter argument for everything that you've got. Just in the same way as you know, the whole 9/11, the moon landing faked i mean all that stuff you 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 believe the moon landing's fake too right i do believe yeah. the moon landing's right. fake okay there's, there's just there's, there's counter evidence I, I thought, for all that i too. thought that was idiotic the first time i heard it and then a very logical person that i trust was the one that said it to me and i was like wait a minute i've looked i've looked at that one too i mean i've seen the uh the purported evidence for it and when you look at the evidence it's like wow this looks like it was you know looks like it was faked and then you look at the counter evidence to it and oh okay, what's the yeah. counter evidence say because i'll the one, have to look it up that, man i haven't looked it up in years the one thing that caught any. me off guard about that was when they pointed out the multiple light like shadows going in different directions when there's only one source of light in space yeah, and it's we'd, the, we'd have to look it up we didn't i wasn't prepared for it but there's there are websites out there just like the old uh what was it the documentary about the 911 not not the alex jones one but there's another one that was really popular. legendary one called loose change that one yeah. And there's a whole counter to loose change out there. And then there's a counter to the counter to loose change. I mean, you can go down this rabbit yeah. hole as deep as you want to. There's people who have been arguing about this stuff on the Internet forever. And ultimately what it comes down to for me is I don't want to live in the world where I believe I'm being poisoned every single way I turn. Where every time I look up at a beautiful sky, I start thinking about all the ways that I'm being killed by some crazy... Wasn't that how statists are created? They're afraid to admit that a a government is actually running their lives? No, it's this level of fear is what puts people into the situation of like COVID-19 paralysis. This is the same kind of thing that was pushed on people during COVID-19. It's like, ooh, you better be afraid. That person out there might breathe on you and that could kill you. And the same paradigm paranoia about oh my god every plane in the sky is poisoning well i'm not you. telling people not to go outside i know you're not and but that's i am telling you ian don't look up the most hardcore <laughs> and that's why i like i don't you know it's hard to really take these people serious like they believe they're being poisoned and again you guys aren't saying it's poisoning but there are chemtrails conspiracy people who believe that they are poisoning that it's not for weather modification but it's to poison people it's like okay well why not just poison the water supply? That well, it might not. Well, that's the thing. It might not you know? be for poisoning people. It might yeah. have poisoning people. Just might be a side effect they don't care about. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be for some, some other. Some believe purpose. it's for mind control. I mean, there's all kinds of theories out there. Uh, let's go to David. He's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, David. Yeah, I'm an airline transport pilot. We sprayed that stuff every trip. You're lying. We had these. <laughs> no, lying about what? You're not a transport the, pilot. Well, you want to go to FAA.gov and look up my name? Are you really? Yeah, really. Okay. So you're saying you've sprayed people with uh, with chemicals? 
Well, let me change back into my lying voice. Yeah, we sprayed them every okay. time, every trip, man. We, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. those, uh, those, the, the, the chart cases, you know, that we pilots carry, you think it's full of maps and stuff like that? Well, back in the day, there was maps. Now you got electronic stuff. But back in the day, we had we had uh, map cases. Inside those map cases, they gave each each of us uh, these little uh, whippets containers. We go up in the cockpit, we screw them suckers in, and we spray whatever we want to spray that day. <laughs> so, uh, so all the airliners, all the pilots are all in on it, man. They're spraying you every different every different way, every different day with uh, whatever they want to hit you with that day. Yeah, That's how it works. I'll believe it when I see the conspiracy theories uh, theorists out there wearing gas masks every day. They're not yeah, doing no, that. true story, man. But, but uh, no, there, there's a bunch of stuff, the, uh, both sides of this argument, as I listened to, some of you, both sides have things that are, that are accurate and things that are false. Uh, anything you're curious about? Since you got a real live airline no, man, transport why were pilot? you calling in? Oh, wait, you're actually an airline transport Contrail. pilot? About contrails. I'm an airline transport pilot, and I, and I listen to you guys talk about what pilots are doing, and then I think about, back about the thousands of hours I spent drilling holes in the sky, and I compare what you're <laughs> saying to my experience. So what would you like to know? I, you called into the show, man. What did you want to tell us? Oh, okay, well, I can, I can tell you one thing. Like, for instance, you're, you're a lady who collected samples that, that uh, fell out of the sky. You don't know what fell out of the sky, whether it came from an airplane or if it was already in the sky from something else. And if you want to say, well, the, when, on the days when there was more contrail activity, that uh, the, her readings were higher, that, that's, uh, what, that's, what's that thing you always say, Ian? That, uh, Correlation is not equal to causation. You, you, right, exactly. So, so, so there's, there's that. And somebody was talking about darker contrails. Well, you know, in the older days, before the jets ran as efficiently as they did, the, the exhaust came out uh, quite, quite black in some instances, although mm-hmm. you really still can't really see it. And what Ian said about the uh, con- uh, contrail uh, activity, contrails are just clouds. They're, they're no different than any other cloud, with the exception that they might have slightly higher level of particulate condensation nuclei right. because they're forming the, the moisture that's associated in the air and in the exhaust has a, uh, a, a small microscopic particle like diesel exhaust in order to condense around, which makes it easier to form uh, cloud droplets around the exhaust coming out of the airplane. And then that once they become a cloud, they're a cloud no different than any other natural cloud, and they last as long as any other natural cloud in the area would last. So sometimes you, you, you watch the exhaust coming out, and you'll see that, uh, you know, 100 yards back of the airplane, the, 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 the contrail's gone. Sometimes the, the planes aren't contrailing at all. Sometimes the contrail's 100 yards long. Sometimes it's a mile long before it dissipates. Other times it sits, sits up there for hours. So, so that's all That's, that's all long science settled fact. science. Long settled. Yeah. So, and there's a, a few other things that, uh, were, that I noticed, too, that were not necessarily accurate that oh like and here's another thing like the one guy that called in and i'm not ripping on you dude but you got one thing wrong is that uh, the the moisture in the air it's w- when the air comes becomes uh, saturated 100 you know 100 percent humidity well let's say 99 percent at 100 percent it'll start falling out but the the air the rain doesn't come because the air has absorbed uh too much moisture the the air only absorbs what it can absorb. It absorbs uh, all that it can based on the availability of the moisture. And what causes the, rain, the moisture to fall out of the air is a, typically a change in temperature, but it can be some other disturbance like a pressure change, um, which would correspondingly probably change the temperature slightly enough, and you've only got to change it like a half a degree for it to go from 100% or 99% humidity to 100%, and then it starts to fall out of the air. Um, or, or it could be if the air mass encounters, if a moist air mass encounters 
uh, particulate matter in the air, like the jet exhaust, that would cause it to go from suspended uh, microscopic um, moisture vapor to an actual liquid droplet, would, which would then fall out of the air. So the, just the mere fact of an airplane flying through a highly humid piece of air, like in Florida, like if you, if you watch planes take off in Florida, Ian may have done that on a really humid day. When the, air, when the airplane rotates from on, on the runway and it rotates to go up, you might see like a cloud form off the tip of the wing because the, the pressure changed slightly. You got like you know 95% humidity, and the airplane rotated. It changed its angle of attack. It dropped the pressure on one side of the wing and made, and made uh, a small area, a small pocket where there's now 100% humidity, and there's water vapor, a little cloud off the tip of each wing. Hmm. You probably noticed that, especially like when the Blue Angels come by in Florida and do an air show. You'll see that all the time. So, mm-hmm. but uh, so and yeah, there could be. There very they could very well be uh, spraying you with something. But the but you can't point up at the sky and say that that's evidence. Although I will say this, I remember too when I was a child that the skies were much bluer than what they are now. But I can I'm not sure if that's real or if I just had a happier uh, days when I was a child and the, and there were more birds singing and more blue sky when when I was a kid than there are now that I'm adult. Oh, also there's a the the increase in air traffic from the time when I was a kid to, to today is, uh, is I mean, it's like the, it's a sweatpants phenomena. You notice everybody's flying in sweatpants? That's because all the lowlifes can afford to fly. So like <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely true that people's memories are not very good. I mean, they are just not accurate. It's the chemtrails. Sorry to say. <laughs> uh, check out Contrail Science. There's a great article there, Matt, about how long contrails last. I, I, don't, about, I don't need to look at that, Ian. I Because you have it. a belief about it, no, right? It's not. I, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've stared at airplanes ad nauseum my whole life watching the sky, yeah. and I know how long a contrail lasts. I know no, what they are. You don't, I know how they you behave. said they only last I understand for how seconds. relative humidity and temperature and, and barometric pressure work. I'm yeah. not dumb. I just want to say... Go to geoengineeringwatch.org and go to documents. Get both of the get both sides. Contrailscience.com. You want to learn about science for like the last forever on how clouds work. <laughs> uh, clouds, how do those work? Thanks for the call, David. Oh. Out of time for tonight. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com. <laughs> <laughs> 